Why wouldn't I remember her? Well, that's easy. She was written out. <laughs> written out? Yeah. Look, do you think those books somehow infected you? Looks to me, Everything I've said is true. It's real. And that's why I had to destroy the last manuscript, you know. Yeah, but I know that's not true. You delivered that manuscript to me months ago. To me personally, in this room. Did? Yes, you did, last spring. For God's sakes, we published in July. The book's been in the stores for seven weeks. Have you read it? No, I never read King's work. I haven't got the stomach for it. Quiet, don't distribute it. Look, even if everything I've said is totally Looney Tunes, I know this book will drive people crazy. Well, let's hope so. The movie comes out next month. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Halloween episode. What better way to celebrate Halloween than with the boy wonder himself? That's right. John fucking Carpenter. I'd just like to come in there and say, what better way to celebrate Halloween than with a bit of John Carpenter and H.P. Lovecraft. Carpenter does Lovecraft. I know, Trevor, that you're really into uh, fantasy uh, horror. I mean, that's Fantastic Gloria Magazine is kind of built around that. Uh, you guys, H.P. Lovecraft and so forth. But uh, I never got into fantasy horror. I'm more of a fan of fantasy horrors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, dear. <laughs> right. Oh, dear. Right. That's talk about lowering the tone. But I would also like to correct you as well that um, technically, well, I'm going by his fandom, you know, the real hardcore fandom, um, H.P. Lovecraft is considered cosmic horror. Yeah, if you dig deep yeah, into the underbelly of you people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Who like, yes, cosmic horror, I guess, but it's probably labeled as fantasy horror, wouldn't you probably? I, uh, my take was always um, a, a sort of, horror mix you know it's, it's like a like a, a blend of sort of horror with even a bit of science fiction you know because these old ones you know cthulhu and the the old gods nor although technically cthulhu's a high priest um you know the, the they all come from outer space i know there's there's kind of a, a resurging trend on lovecraft stuff i wouldn't say resurgent i think he's always been there well he has but not as visible I yeah, mean, you do got the fans and stuff like that. Most horror, most subgenre horror. And like what that. I would say as well, your man John Carpenter is obviously a huge is obviously a huge fan of Lovecraft as well. So is Stephen King, and you know all these ones are all hugely inspired by um, Lovecraft. In fact, I would even go as far as saying Carpenter's the thing is a Lovecraftian film. Ah, uh, no, 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 it is to me. I wouldn't. I say it's sci-fi horror. That's it. No, I, I wouldn't say it's Lovecraftian to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think because of the monsters and stuff, but I no. Even I though mean, the remote setting, it's it, it, they're, they're sort of echoes of at the mountains of madness and all. And I know it's a remake of the thing from another world, but um, there's de- there's definitely Lovecraftian elements there at very le- at very least. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, I'm not a big, like I said, I'm not a big uh, Lovecraft fan. I'm not into body horror, as you probably know, with Cronenberg and stuff and. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I think when I think of Lovecraft, his body horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about it in this one. We're talking about um, if you haven't if you haven't known yet, we haven't really told what we're talking about yet. It's been five minutes. <laughs> but in the mouth of madness. Now, John Carpenter, my biggest 
biggest applause to Carpenter would be the fact that he's the man of a thousand genres. Yes. I mean, he doesn't stick with one. He, We know him from the little action thriller, Salt and Precinct 13. We know him from the little horror film, obviously Halloween. We know him from the sci-fi action film, Escape from New York. The mm-hmm. action sci-fi horror film, The Thing. Then he does fantasy with Big Trouble in Little China, science fiction with They Live. He's never I mean, kept himself boxed um, in. Uh, the, the, uh, Rosemary's Baby, not, not really, but kind of is uh, Prince of Darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he, he does all, yeah, uh, and then the fun camp of kind of misfired, but it wasn't crap with uh, memoirs of an Invisible Man, and now he's tackling, you know, Lovecraft. I mean, this film is full of Lovecraft. He even said a lot of the lines that Sutter Kane gives is Lovecraft lines from short stories of his. Yes, he does at the end. And so it, it, it's it, he's just such a talented artist, Carpenter, and his his, I, his vision is endless, and it's just too bad he kind of weird away, veered away. He's focused on his music and his comics and mm-hmm. his writing and stuff, which is cool. Yeah, you know, Mick Garris does that. Mm-hmm. Mick Garris focuses on other stuff, and uh, I know I just like to see him come back mm-hmm. for one last hurrah. David Lynch does the same. He does painting and he's experimented in all sorts of different art forms. Yeah, yeah. So, and they, you kind of find out with independent artists. Because mm-hmm. they're, even though. Because they're genuine part, creatives. Yeah, even though they're. They're not studio you, men. You, you, you think that these are big blockbusters. They're not. They're very quiet films. His budgets are very minimal. Mm-hmm. The thing you might think was expensive, but by today's standards, not at all. Uh, but, anyways, yeah, we're here to talk about something a little else. Uh, his first time tackling Lovecraft. Well, you say the thing, but. Yeah, you know, potato, potato. This is full on Lovecraft. <clears throat> yeah, this is full on. But so there's also, got... you know, there, there's other stuff going on here. This is, you know, it's it's a huge love letter to pulp horror fiction. I what well, let's just start off with the characters. You got obviously John played by Sam Neill, who I like to see, and Julie Carmen, Linda. You got John Glover. You got Vigo himself from Ghostbusters Two and Die Hard. Yeah. Um, you've got David uh, Warner. David Warner, God love him, and Chuck Heston. You know. You got uh, Jurgen, mm-hmm. Chuck Heston. You got Moses in there too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you did you catch the doc? I love John Glover. Anything he's in, I yes, just, he's he's such a fun character. I love him in Gremlins too. Yes, that's my go to for him. Yeah. And did you did you catch his name? Um, it's it's Doctor Samperstein. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. From Rosemary's Baby. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, did, I did uh, I didn't actually catch that. So yeah. then. I I caught. I was like, wait, that looks familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's here's another. A- there's here's another bit of useless trivia for you. Um, Sam Neill is actually from Northern Ireland. I thought he was from Australia. No, he's. Um, what happened? He's from Oma. Um, whenever he was, he grew up in Oma, and um, whenever he was a young boy, the troubles was going on, and his parents went um, took him away, and they went to live in New Zealand actually. But he's actually originally from here. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, here we go. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. This is written by Michael Duluca. Uh, Michael Duluca was a kind of a it's just a studio screenwriter. Uh, now he's a big name producer, so good mm-hmm. for good on him. Um, let's start with the score. This is the first time where John Carpenter brought a buddy in and they kind of upped up the score a little bit it's kind of got a rock rhymed rock rhythm yeah I I, go, um, I mean I love this film but one of the things that I did miss from it 
was it didn't have a carpenter score. You know what? Like a, a sort of classic carpenter score. I kind of like. I like the guitar in it. No, like it is guitar. good in and in and of itself. But I was wanting a classic, you know, uh, basically John Carpenter in his basement on a synthesizer. Yeah. All right, so the opening scene brings you in right away. You see our main star being institutionalized. Mm-hmm. I love the... You already know you can have a little humor with it when he kicks the guy in the balls. Oh, this is a horror comedy. Yeah. Yes, and then when you, when the Carpenters are being played in the background and he's, he's locked up... He's <laughs> not like, the oh, Carpenters, God, too. Oh, God, not the Carpenters. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, I, I take it John Carpenter as well. You know, an in-joke. This, this film is a huge in-joke, and I love it. David Warner is nice to see. He comes yeah. in, and he's pretty much getting the story why you're here, mm-hmm. why, what brings you, what, what brings you to be institutionalized. And he tells them the story. And this is where we kind of begin. Um, and all of that is very Lovecraftian, you know, like, you know, yeah, it's great stuff. Like, so the, the one of the shots I really enjoyed in this one. And every time I see it is when the man, you got the, he's having the, he's having the conversation with his boss. Yes. And they're just having tea or whatever they're doing. And then you see the man from across the street, you see some chaos happening. Yes. And the man from across the street sees John, and he takes an axe, and he starts walking up he's to him. He's the agent. He's Sutter Kane's agent. He's Sutter Kane's agent, we find out, yeah. So he's kind of lost the plot, and he walks to attack John. It's actually a nice little scene. Yeah. Uh, pretty creepy, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, I like just seeing him stay in one long shot, but, you know, obviously, for probably, they couldn't do it. More useless trivia, um, John's boss is played by the guy who plays the headmaster in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Bernie? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Bernie Casey, I think his name yes, is. Yes, Bernie Casey. character actor. Yes. He's a, nice to see. He, a lot of character actors. you got Peter Jason coming up. Yeah. who we, He's in a lot of Carpenter stuff. I think he was in They Live. Mm-hmm. He was in uh, Prince of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays the guy who was trying to fake the insurance. Yes, his, uh, fur at, the, coats. at the beginning. Yeah. It was a nice little scene. His girlfriend's running about in the fur coats and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Do us a favor, buddy. If you're going to do an insurance scam with your wife, <laughs> don't be cheating on her. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, John's an insurance guy, but he's also a very clever one where he can spot fake insurance claims. Uh, so he thinks this the whole thing's a hoax. He's hired by Hargrove, which is Charlton Heston, mm-hmm. or I like to know him as Moses. No, well, for me, he's George Taylor in Planet of the Apes. Oh, my God. You and Planet of the Apes. You and monkeys. <laughs> I don't plan uh, uh, Moses, man. It's Moses. No, he's... Or, the, or his guy, uh, the Omega Man. Yeah, well, like the, Ma- the Omega too. Man's classic. Omega Man. Sonic Green as well. Uh, people. They're <laughs> eating people. Yeah. So, um, pretty much they tell him, find him dead or alive. <laughs> we just need the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you've already sold the film rights. This book's supposed to be published ASAP. We just need to find out where he is. Obviously, John thinks it's a scam, which he's not wrong. Um, he's technically half right. Yes. Turns out half of it was right. But he's there to find their, their golden ticket. So did you see that scene where... Um, so this is what I don't get. In the mouth of madness is coming out. And the only people who have read it are his agent, who we saw just lost the plot. Yes. And then you've got his publicist, who is Linda. Oh, she's the editor. Oh, the editor. Oh, either. Okay, yes. And she's read some of it, so that's why she's losing it a little bit. As, yes, as the as the plot thickens. Mm-hmm. Um, then why is when like he walks out, and you see a kid in the bookstore? Yeah. Oh wait, the book. 
Yeah, because it, no, um, Sutter Keynes. Is it all of his books that are causing it? Yes, all of his books. But this one, um, you know, that's going to be coming out um, in the Mouth of Madness is going to be like the ultimate, where it's going to bring about the apocalypse. So it is. Um, but the, the, his books are affecting people anyway. You know, all those previous sort of back titles. Okay. And all of the titles and all, they're all like Lovecraftian references and stuff. Um, so yeah, his books are affecting people anyway. Well, I'll give you an example. John hasn't read any of the books. He has to go in the bookstore to buying some. Yes. And but he hasn't read them yet. Yes. So he's already having visions. Like he keeps having this vision about the cop beating up the homeless guy. Yes. So I don't understand why he's because having he started, these visions. He started going down that sort of Sutter Kean rabbit hole. Okay, you don't have necessarily have to read the book. Again, there's a little confusion. We'll get more into it because technically he's not he doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's Sutter Kane's creating him. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. That is, yeah, we're, we're now into the sort of, um, the, this whole sort of meta sort of, you know, universe where it's, you know, and it's been done before within the horror genre, you know, Kings the Dark Half and, you know, all that sort of thing, um, you know, Secret, um, Window Secret Garden, all that sort of thing, um, it's been done before, but, you know, and this is also a big homage, I mean, Sutter Kane's obviously a stand-in for Stephen King, you know, Oh, there, yeah. There's a wee end joke where um, basically they say, um, I think it's Charlton Heston says, that basically uh, Sutter Kane's even bigger than Stephen King, you know? Yeah, Linda says that. Yeah, yeah. And, and Kane and Carpenter are good friends, you know? So it's obviously, this is a, this this whole film is a huge love letter and end joke to the genre, but not just horror, the horror film genre, but also pulp horror fiction, you know, sort of literature. Yeah, yeah no, I can definitely see that. So I like... I like when he how he figures it out where you rip the cover he rips the cover off the books yes and he uh, finds out that he's in it's New Hampshire yeah and Hobbs and yes which I didn't know Hobb means double sorry Hob means double yes yeah I didn't know that yeah you might Trevor because you like doubles and 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 hateful things no no yeah <laughs> yeah that's right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not listening to anything I'm saying. I am. No, 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 I am. I'm done. I, I, I was making a joke. Oh, forget it. <laughs> oh, Trevor, I don't know why I try anymore. <laughs> no, but yeah, he, he, that's how he kind of figures out where to go. So there is a fun jump scare where he's sitting on the couch. And is it the one where he keeps A dream within a dream within a dream. The dream within the dream within the dream. Yes. And he keeps waking up, and then the home, then the cops right next to him, and then he wakes up. And he's like, "Jesus Christ!" Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which Scream did that a yeah. couple of years later. Uh huh. Same thing. Of course, the American Werewolf in London as well. You know, whenever yeah. the sort of Nazi zombie soldiers um, attack David in American Werewolf in London while he's watching the Muppet Show, and then he wakes up with Nurse Alex, but then the Nazi zombie jumps in the window. Oh yeah, yeah. I like those dream within the dreams. Oh yeah. Well, well, he goes one further here, Carpenter. So when they're driving, are they going like when she's when she's driving? There's no road. Um, you're seeing all these weird shit going on. You see the bike, the bicyclist is a young kid. Yes, there's an old man. You know, all these things, and then seconds later, they're in this beautiful town of Hobbs End. Yes, uh, very Twilight that, Zone. This as well. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Very Twilight Zone. Is it an alternate universe? Well, it's yeah, pr- pretty much for want of a better phrase. Um, they're now into the world that Sutter Kane has created. But it, it's like, you know, there's these conversations that they have where they're talking about sanity and insanity and fiction and, and non-fiction reality. And, you know, that's a running theme throughout. And it's basically, well, that's only, you know, um, fiction 
and reality it all depends on, on your basically your take on things your perspective and you know that's the whole sort of running theme here it's, it's what you perceive and it's saying like you know people locked up in asylums mental sort of health hospital hospitals or whatever maybe they're not insane maybe they're maybe they're the same ones and we're the insane ones you know um uh, best character is francis bay who uh, plays mrs pig brilliant i love francis bay anyway yeah she's the hotel owner yeah um which is a famous hotel that's in one of his books yeah pickman's hotel again another lovecraft yeah. reference yes um and every time you see her she's up to something it's kind of funny yeah uh, it's clearly is and, uh the good thing about the film is john sam Neill's character is wise he's not stupid oh yeah he, he kind of sees what's in front of him but i understand where he's playing where okay you're all fucking good actors yada yada, yada. <laughs> yeah like that all that that church that church is gorgeous yeah I don't really got that because that, that that that's how that could be a model, but that's I thought. Yeah, I was thinking that myself. I mean, that that is. I don't think it is a model. I think it is. A, I think they just found a really beautiful church. That's what I'm saying. Because when yeah. you walk up to it, that's still that's not that's not old school mad or CGI. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. So we meet these these lynch mob who's going after the church, and they want Shutter Kane to bring back the children. Mm-hmm. That's where we meet Simon. That's you know Vigo, yes, from Ghostbusters two and from Die Hard. That's right, German and, actor, German yeah. wrestler turned actor, I believe. This was his last film, and he's looking for his kid Johnny, mm-hmm. and then he sets out the Dovermans on him. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it plays like it's kind of tongue in cheek a bit because they're getting into these attacks with these dogs and. Cause it's all it's, very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, it's not... It, it, how do you apply I put this last insulting it? It comes off like a cheap scene, like cheaply acted. So, but I think that's the intent. Yeah, it's... it's look, the, the, again, this is it, this is schlocky horror, but intentionally... So, so it's very, all very tongue-in-cheek. And this is the type of horror that I would describe as ghost train horror. You know, whenever you were a kid... And you were at the amusement park and you get on the ghost train and it was just a lot of fun and a lot of a laugh. And you know what I mean? You had just a, a great time. This is that type of horror and I love that. You know what I mean? It's just enjoyment factor is just, it's great. Linda's turn pretty much. Yes. Um, she's now completely uh, on Sutter Kane's side. Yes. And he's pretty much by himself now, but he won't leave her. He's still trying to find her. Yeah. Um, I love how because John Carpenter did Village of the Damned, mm-hmm. so I it's like it almost has those kids kind of like yeah, Village of Damned kind of feel to it. That's what I did. I totally got that from those kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he finds love out, the painting as well. By the way, oh, the painting that keeps changing. Yes, <laughs> in the hotel. Yeah. So, so Sutter, so Linda decides to sneak over to the to the church, and she finally see Sutter Kane and he forces read the book. Yes. Just pretty much what we saw, you know, just look at it and see. It's pure Lovecraft because in, in yes, Lovecraft, reading. the Necronomicon, you know, the sort of arcane cursed book and stuff. Yeah. And now she's brainwashed. She's, she's it. She's gone. Yes. She's lost the plot. Mm-hmm. And there's this, there's another scene where, <sighs> see, I don't like body horror. A lot of people like society and they like, uh, you know, Cronenberg, Dead Ring. I haven't seen or... Society in years, but I remember thinking it was um, so good fun at the time. She, she, gives Sutter, she gives Sutter Kane a hug, mm-hmm. and there's another head 
behind his head. Yes. Yes. And she's petting it. Like, this is... It's, it that's, me out. That's it not even so much body out. horror. That's more sort of Lovecraftian um, sort well, of horror. body horror, isn't it? Well, 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 yes, it is body horror as well. Uh, but it, it's more of a sort of nod of the um, sort of tip of the hat to the likes of Lovecraft and stuff. Um, again, I mean, there's multiple sort of, you know, references to Lovecraft throughout this. Um, um, one thing I would say, and it's a minor criticism, the um, sometimes the special effects aren't quite up to scratch, um, you know, and they're a bit sort of hokey. Is that intentional? You know, especially whenever Francis Bay becomes that sort of monster. Uh, I actually thought that was all right. I, I mean, it's all right. It's possible, but um, I've seen better, and I've seen better in Carpenter films, like The Thing. I don't think it was... I thought what they showed you was all right. I know Carpenter had a problem with that, mm-hmm. but he kind of used quick cuts to kind of get out of it. Yeah. But I thought it worked. It's noticeable, I, right. I have to say. You know, you know, it's not really Francis Bay um, done up in makeup. You know, and oh, I know, but you're getting to a point where you gotta, you know, I, I don't know, I, 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 I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I still enjoyed it. Um, like I say, a minor criticism. Um, it, um, but you know, I'm the guy who grew up with classic Doctor Who. You know, and that, you know, so Jesus, I know all about Ruby special effects. You always gotta go there. <laughs> you always gotta go there. I know all about Ruby special effects, and and, and they. Well, if you do know about special effects, then you shouldn't like Doctor Who because there's no special effects in that program. No, there is. They're just rubbish ones in the classic Doctor Who. But, but, <laughs> they're shit. But they're no, shit. No, Even but the new ones. What, what my point is, what my point is, um, compared to the special effects we'd gotten before in Carpenter films, this was maybe a step down slightly. But I, I still ran with it. All right. That's okay. You're a hateful bastard <laughs> against the. You know, I think it's the K and B group who uh, did the visual effects. Fucking Carpenter so, agreed with me. Like, the, oh, oh, your best friends with Carpenter now? Yes, he told me just last night. Yeah, I just talked to Carpenter. He told you to go piss off, <laughs> and he doesn't like your attitude. <laughs> there, there. That's what he said. <laughs> okay, now we're back to reality. Yes. So, S- Simon, he keeps staying at the bar. Can I just say as well, before that, um, before, as we just go back into reality, or apparent reality, um, did you notice um, who basically John bumps into first? Well, he bumps into a lot of people. Darth Vader. What? Yep. The wee kid yeah. on the bike, um, the paper oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Yeah. That's when he, no, that's when he's trying to leave town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he keeps going, but he keeps going into a loop. He keeps ending in the lynch mob. No, no, that's whenever he, he's left the town, and he's actually back, you know, um, and... But we're not, so why would you bring that up when we're not talking about that scene yet? Oh, because you said we're back in reality? No, I was, I said we're back in reality because you and I just had a conversation about talking to John Carpenter. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant John was back in reality. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> why do you hate me? <laughs> Seriously, Trevor, please tell our listening audience... Why you hate me? Rewind. Let's rewind there. No, no. We're going to keep it in. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. And yep. let people know, go, ah, perk here. <laughs> like, we have to go through. Uh, but no, what I was saying. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's good. Yes, Hayden Christensen is the, the, the bike boy, the paper boy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. We laugh. So we're not in reality now. But now not we're, John. <laughs> we're back to, you know. Where I was taught, where I was really interrupted because we had to talk about Darth Vader and Paperboy. <laughs> so Simon is at the bar, and every time you see him, he's kind of beaten up. 
Yes. Because um, he's trying to get his son back. And he makes a line to, to John, and he says, I can't tell if the if we came first or the book. Mm-hmm. So even he doesn't know who he is, yeah. and he ends up killing himself. Yes. And so and you can't get out of this small town until Shutter Kane pretty much just lets him. Yeah. And because or he wants it? to get... Yeah, he goes, I want the manuscript. Yeah. Get it, get it, get it out. So he pretty much lets him go so he can get the book out there and get it published. Mm-hmm. This is where I get lost. Oh, it's um, deliberately yeah. confusion. Yeah. So he tries to get rid of it during the duration of his road trip back, mm-hmm. but he's, he keeps coming back. Uh, but he eventually burns it and he thinks he's done it. It's all good. So when he goes back to Charlton Hess's character, he makes, um, he talks about the comment. Oh, listen, I'm sorry I couldn't get you the manuscript. Don't publish it, blah, blah. He says, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's been out now. It's, it's, you know, New York bestseller. Yeah, it's been out for a year now, and the film's coming soon. Yeah, the movie's out in, in next week. And he's like, what? Yeah, you brought it to me. Yeah. So this is where I get confused. I understand he was in Hobbs End, like a dream world kind of, and fantasy world mm-hmm. of sorts. But now he's back in reality. Or is he back in reality? Yeah, that's where I'm... You know, Because where was he then for all this time? Well, it's, again, it goes back to the theme of what is reality? What is fiction? What is seeing? What is insane? It's Be- playing with that. And it's left to your own sort of interpretation. Which is great. And I love that. Yeah, I know you do. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's a lumberjack. It's a Canadian lumberjack, everybody. This is Carpenter. This is Carpenter not just doing H.P. Lovecraft, but doing David Lynch. He even has Francis Bay in it, who plays, um, who's in Twin Peaks as the oh very creepy um, Mrs. It's, Tremont. Um, Get plugs. Just plug away. Just yeah. plug away. This must be a fucking hard on for you. And the guy who plays Sutter Kane is also in Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. You're going to proc now? He is. He's in Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. Well, he must be desperate for work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so he leaves. He doesn't know where he is at this point. Um, he walks out, and there's madness. The chaos is starting yeah. to build. Uh, people are causing riots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and he kind of s- starts losing it. Gets on board with it. Yeah, he ends up. Uh, killing one of the bookstore owners, uh, the one of the cats who comes out with the book with the he's got the bloody eyes, yes. mm-hmm. and he ends up killing him. Mm-hmm. Hence, why we're in the institution. Yes. And David Warner takes the story and he goes, "Don't worry, I'll be back." And he leaves. And then obviously, chaos happens in the institution, and he gets let out. Yeah. And he walks out, and he goes to a movie theater as you do. Um, and he watches in the mouth of madness. But the movie is him. Yes. It would have been better if it was another actor playing him. Yeah, well, yeah, that would have worked as well. No, um, I thought it would be funner, but I don't get why it's him. Well, because, again, it's playing with his head, and um, at the end of it, he just laughs and laughs. It's just like he's just rolling with the madness. You know what I mean? He's, you know, what's real, what's not? Who the fuck knows? You know? It's totally playing with your head. All right, so he's turned, I guess. Yeah, there's really no... He's accepted it. There's really no... There's A to B in this, and then B to C is a little fuzzy. Yeah, oh, oh very fuzzy. So it is. 
Um, huge, oh, generally, you know, just hugely entertaining. So it is a huge commentary on, you know, the power of fiction. Very clever, actually, and much, um, a lot more clever than maybe it has on face value. You know, because there's all these sort of commentaries on, you know, um, you know, I think there's a line in it where um, someone says, I think it's Sutter Kane says it basically, um, you know, or somebody says about Sutter Kane's works, they're more popular than the Bible, they sell more than the Bible, and it's about the power of literature, the power of these books, especially at the time when Stephen King was at his peak and stuff, and, you know, um, you know, what is real, you know what I mean, is fiction real, if you, you know, it's, or is it just another dimension, you know, that sort of thing, brilliant sort of meta-commentary on um, not just the genre as a whole, literature and film, but also and playing about with what is reality, what is not. It's all down to perspective and what you, every you know, individual person perceives as reality. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you got more out than I did. Listen, it's it's. I'm not into this kind of horror, um, like we discussed at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. But it it, it it's short. It's to the point. Good characters. You kind of see what's going. I do get lost at the end there, but it's make it your own. And yeah. I know that's you like those choose your own adventures when it comes to <laughs> films, but I'm not a big fan of it. It's not Carpenter's best work. It's got some cool stuff to it. Um, I enjoy it. It's not a piece of crap, but it's by far below what I expect from Carpenter. It's one of my favorite Carpenters. Uh, yeah, and I can see you liking it because it's definitely for those Lovecraft kind of fans and who like body horror or like. Uh, you know, Lynch, Cronenberg, all that fucked up shit, <laughs> um, which we know <laughs> you're a fan of. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's 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 good watch. It's not a, it's not insulting. It's nothing hugely entertaining. There's, there's talent behind the lens. Yeah, hugely entertaining. It's John Carpenter's love letter to the genre. Yeah, and I love that because uh, ultimately these guys, you know, the real genuine ones are just like ourselves, fans, and that comes across. Carpenter's fanboyishness comes across here, and I love that. Yeah, there you go. This you got you got more out than I did, but again, it's not geared toward me. I think it's geared toward your your neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, but listen, guys, thanks for listening. to This one we're gonna be wrapping this one up. Uh, the Halloween month with Halloween ends. That's coming up real soon. Actually, uh, yeah, real soon. And uh, yeah. It's coming up on Halloween, that. surprisingly. Yeah, we're going to release that one. We're going to release Halloween ends on the 31st, which is Sunday, I believe. No, no, Halloween is Monday. It's Monday. Halloween is yeah. Monday. Yeah. I knew it initially was Monday. Yeah. Um, I just lose track of time. Mm-hmm. Just lose track of time. A bit like John and <laughs> in the Mouth of Madness. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know where I'm at. I'm going to really? go to a movie theater and see me playing. What the fuck? <laughs> That's a handsome fellow on that big screen. Yeah. He, he's going to be getting an Oscar. And I played the David Warner character looking after you in the asylum. No, you, you know, like that I fuck- do in this podcast. You'd be, you be that fucking Sutter Kane fucker. <laughs> the fucking freak bastard who likes body horror and Doctor Who and <laughs> David loves Lynch. David Lynch dwarves dancing and talking backwards. <laughs> Art. Pure art. No, my, that's not art. There's, oh, my, let's not get this conversation again. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to end this. We're, yeah, exactly. On that note, we're going to end this one. Uh, please give us a shout and follow us on Citizen Frame underscore podcast on Instagram and, of course, Facebook. We're going to wrap this one up. You guys all take care of yourselves, and we'll chat soon with Halloween Ends. <laughs>